Hello all, and a massive sorry for the delay, but I'm super stoked about this episode. Welcome to my podcast, Diary of a Third Culture Kid, or TCK, where just because you're different doesn't mean you're alone. In case you don't already know, the definition of a third culture kid is people raised in a certain culture other than the parents or the culture of the country named on their passport for a significant part of their early development years. Wikipedia. Consider each episode of my podcast to be an entry to a diary of third culture kids, TCK experts, my family, or today, TCK parents. Nicholas and Valentina are the parents of a full-time travel family who have been to places all around Europe with their company that they founded. I've actually met their family through my church here in Luxembourg, and I thought their story was so interesting that I should share it with you all. In this episode, you will hear their story, why have they chosen this unique and interesting lifestyle, and what they love about it. Okay, so hey guys, thank you so much for um, accepting this interview, and I'm super excited to talk with you guys. So what are your names, just for the listeners? My name is Nicholas. My name is Valentina. Thank you for having us here. Yeah, of course. It's my pleasure. And so just as one of my first questions, you have a really unique company, so I'd really like to know more about your super cool job. So our company is called Tourists with Kids, so (laughs) it's actually something we started Uh, in the beginning of 2019 and it's actually um, we're we're a full-time traveling uh, family we are travel journalists yeah yeah so we take actually our kids into the camper van and we travel through Europe and we visit different places and we write about it and we make videos about it and we publish them online oh that's so cool and so like as a traveling company is that all you do so tours with kids you travel in your camper and you videotape everything that you do and um, take pictures of everything, exactly, right? Exactly. So what we do is um, we uh, inspire other families to travel more with their children. And so, you know, because with traveling, you just develop a different mindset. You develop right. a mindset that is more open and accepting of people that are different than you. And also discovering beautiful places and sharing some practical advices how to deal with small children. Right. So I was checking out your account and it was amazing to see how many places you've gone to and you made it so informative and amazing. And I really liked all of the videos you made. So uh, it's great. And so um, if you're traveling all the time for your work, uh, where are you currently living? Because I heard you were taking a break uh, because of the new baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we stayed in Luxembourg uh, for, the, for the birth of our little daughter because this is kind of our base. Um, but uh, actually, we, we stayed maybe one month or one and a half month uh, here in Luxembourg. Oh, on the same place. On the same place. And, you know, I had the feeling that I have to leave again. Right. And right. I, think, <laughs> I think Valentina as well. And I think the kids are also looking forward to move on again. So. Well, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Just as a full-time travel company, I mean, that's what you do. And yeah. it seems so fun. And but what made... Oh, sorry. What y- y- you know, it's something what I have realized when staying here in Luxembourg, how much I love the culture of Luxembourg. Because it reminds me on the travels. Because it reminds me on this international concept. You know, you have a lot right, of right. people from different countries. So you kind of don't need to go far you can just also go out and meet people in luxembourg to get this openness to get this mindset 
Right, I, I totally agree. And I think there was a study, and I think maybe half of the population of Luxembourg are not actually Luxembourgish, yeah. they're expats. Exactly. And so is that kind of the reason why you decided to have Luxembourg as your home base? Because it's so international? Yeah, I think it's really great, you know. Um, Luxembourg is for me, I, I like this nature that you are, even though you are a foreigner, like us, we are considered Luxembourgians. Yeah, exactly. You know, everyone is welcome here in this country. It doesn't. You don't feel like a foreigner here. And I, th- I think it's very important for the kids also to grow up in a multicultural and multilingual exactly. environment. And certainly the multilingual aspect for, for us as parents was very important. That our kids, when they're young, that they start to learn the different languages. And that now our, our daughter, she speaks three or four languages, which is for us very enriching. Oh yeah, but like, what is it like when you're speaking one language at home and your children are speaking a different one at school or at church? Um, what is that like for you as a parent? I think it's fantastic because nowadays the world is so international that all the kids need different languages to express themselves. And this reminds me of an evening that we had in Italy with uh, Italian people and they had the respect for us to speak English the whole evening, but there was one lady, she didn't speak English at all. She just spoke Italian. So she basically was sitting there, watching or staring at the walls. <laughs> and she didn't understand anything what we said. And then we, we, we went back into the camper van and I told Valentina, it's such a pity for this woman that she could yeah, not true. enjoy the evening with us and that she couldn't understand what we were talking about. And she misses out so many things in life that that we encourage our children and we encourage everybody to learn at least a second language to be able to meet people outside of where they come from. Yeah, yes, I totally agree. It's a bit difficult for me though because I'm spoiled because I I speak English fluently and that's the probably the most universal language and almost everyone speaks it here. So it's a bit hard for me to be encouraged to learn a new language because I'm like, wait, why do I need to? Almost everyone speaks it already. But still at school, um, which is new, uh, really new for me because I used to go to international schools and they aren't as more focused on the, the languages. It's more of an American-based school. Mm-hmm. But while now I go to the European school, I'm learning so many new languages, and language is such a big part of it. Like yeah. I learn French and Spanish and Latin, and next year I have an opportunity if I want to learn Greek or German, and it's just, yeah. um, it's crazy. But it's so true that it's really helpful in a lot of these international places uh, to be able to uh, express yourself and speak with a lot of people, right? I totally it, it definitely connects, yeah, I think. It connects people. Exactly, yeah. And you get to meet new people and new cultures, and it helps you, in, I guess, invest yourself in the culture more. Because if, exactly. if you went to a country and you didn't speak their language, like people wouldn't be as accepted um, as, they, yes. as yeah. they would if you speak and, and, and you can't expect from everybody that lives in a certain country that they speak English or any other foreign language at a certain level Right, that right. you can really um, that you can really talk to them or communicate with them maybe it's just a basic level and like you said you will never be able to go very deep into the conversation with the locals right right i totally agree that's true and i was just wondering on the topic of your children um do you consider yourselves as uh, third culture kids when you were younger did you move a lot from your home country or did you stay there um, Valentina? Yeah, uh, for me, absolutely, yes. <laughs> My family <laughs> comes from Russia originally, but when I was four, we moved. Um, and when I was 12, I moved. So I grew oh, up wow. 
I didn't grow up on one place and I do feel myself, I don't have this patriarchismus or, you know, like this right, strong yeah. identification with one single country. But uh, for me, I consider myself as a cosmopolitan, you know? Yeah, right, right. It's kind of hard to decide what is your home because you've been in so many places and yeah, exposed so many yeah. cultures and languages. And, you know, and so um, I think that's something good because it's something that is inclusive. You right, know, right. I don't uh, define myself as Austrian or Czech or Russian, but someone, you know... Like a mix of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, what what we see here in Luxembourg, you know, like the kids, they come from everywhere, have have uh, influences from they live there or there or there, and it's just it makes a unity. Right, right, that's so true. And how did you learn English though? Uh, that was in school. Oh really? Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah obligatory language. <laughs> oh, it makes and, sense. Um, and university, you know, you have a lot of literature in English because I studied um, economics. Oh, that's true too. So definitely. from the U.S. a lot of literature yeah, definitely. <laughs> that we didn't yeah, enjoy reading, but okay. <laughs> but I mean, that does teach you the language. And yeah, what yeah about, definitely. That's so true. And what about you, Nicholas? How, where, well, do you consider yourself as a third culture? Kid? No, not at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I grew up uh, in the same country, in Belgium, in the same region. And I was born there. I went to school there. <laughs> I studied there in one and the same language. Uh, and it's actually uh, because my university offered like abroad programs. Uh, so, and this is like, I mean, we traveled with my parents, of course, so it's not the first time I went abroad. But for me, when I was 20 or something uh, and my university offered this program, it's the first time that I really went to live abroad. And oh, it's, wow. it's, it's that must have been such like, a culture shock. Yeah, like yeah, an exchange completely. semester. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's a, it was a complete culture shock because uh, it was in in Vienna in Austria, so oh, they spoke wow. German, and I didn't speak German at the time. My English level was not the highest, oh, so yes. you know yeah, you, know you could communicate, but it was very difficult, right? And 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 I was on my own suddenly in a foreign country. However, it's not so far from where I live. It's just uh, in, in miles, I don't know, a thousand yeah, kilometers. Yeah. What is it, 600 miles or something? Um, so it's not so far away, but still it was a complete different shock uh, and a complete different culture. Um, but I appreciate it very much now that I lived in, 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 a different, in, in different cultures. I realized that if you live all the time in the same place, that it creates... A feeling from we versus them right mm, so yeah. you feel like I was born here this is my country this is oh, where right. I belong right and then foreigners might come into the country and you will kind of feel like you know what is this stranger doing here and you know he's coming here and, 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 and live in my country and he doesn't speak the same language or at least not the level that I have in the right. language right and he might try to integrate but he will never be like me you know and, and this is such a pity if, if, if you feel because I know the feeling from we against them right yeah and, I, I and that's, that. that's really really a pity I think and and I think for third culture kids, this is really it. It 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 creates an open mindedness that is very important, and and it creates yeah. just a acceptance. Mm, and it's also very important for when you're older at colleges and at 
and um, at, yeah, at school and college and business, it's also important to be open to other cultures and other languages too. Yeah, for but, sure. So now, what languages do you speak from living in so many cultures? Uh, so my mother tongue is Dutch. It's, it's Flemish, but Flemish and Dutch are kind of the same. True. Uh, and then I speak French, English, German. And a bit of Spanish. Oh wow! I need so uh, that's great. You understand Russian. I understand some Russian words. Yeah. Wow, that's and amazing. And I understood Italian. I realized when we were traveling. Really? Yeah, we were traveling Italy uh, in last summer, and we we met lots of Italians, and somehow I managed to understand what they say. How do you think it was from the German or? No, or I think I I studied six years of Latin at school. Latin, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I, I think with see. Latin and French. And as I got some notions of Spanish as well, I think it made it easier for me to uh, to understand Italian. Definitely. It's, it's like Luxembourgish, by the way. I understand Luxembourgish as well. But oh, I, really? <laughs> yeah, Luxembourgish is... I think it's a French-German kind of... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. What about you, Valentina? What languages do you speak? So I am more in the... When Nicholas is more in the Western uh, languages, I'm more <laughs> in the Eastern languages. Yeah. So oh, okay. uh, I speak Russian, I speak Czech, and I speak German, English, French. I understand wow, Luxembourgian. So you speak Dutch. Yeah, okay. I speak no, Dutch, no, yes. speaks Dutch. I speak Dutch. Wow, that is yeah, so yeah. cool. <laughs> it's if she has to with my grandparents, she speaks perfect Dutch. But that's the only time I hear no her way. speak Dutch. That's so cool. <laughs> but I'm so because you guys know so many languages, how do you like what language do you speak with each other and with your kids normally? So we decided to speak German at home because we met in Austria and we decided to speak to switch. On the beginning, we spoke English as all the exchange students. That's the you know the language. Main language. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then we decided to switch to German in order to better adapt. For, to Austria. Yes. Yeah, because and actually I moved to Vienna because of Valentina. Yeah. And I wanted to oh. live in Vienna, but if you want to live in Vienna, you need to speak German. You need to speak German, yeah. Oh, and that's true. Then right. that's when I asked Valentina, can we now switch to German? Because yeah. otherwise I'll never learn German. So we oh, were speaking yeah. German, arguing in English. That's true. <laughs> oh. In the beginning, my German was not good for arguments, so then I switched to English. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you feel like you can express yourself very well in English compared to other languages? Or? Compared to German at that time, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, but nowadays, we argue also in German, so... <laughs> that's true. That's cool. Well, I think, like, um, you know, Dutch or Flemish is still my mother tongue, so this is probably the, the language I speak the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And then I would say French, English and German kind of are at the same level. Oh, so wow, there will right. be, there are expressions and words that I don't know, but I think I can have a deep conversation in either of the three languages. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that's, that's really great. And, but so with, um, what nationalities would you call yourself? So would you call yourself um, Belgian or, yeah. and would you, what would you call yourself? Because I know you, you moved a lot more when yeah. you were younger. So, so uh, my nationality originally is, from, from the passport I hold, is Czech Republic. But I, um, you know, I think something that expresses us the best is a mix for me. A mix of Austria, Czech Republic, Russia, and now Luxembourg. 
So if somebody asked you, like, where are you from, would you tell that, them, that's like, a question. I'm, I'm from a lot of places? Uh, so that's a then... question that depends how much time I have. If it's kind <laughs> oh. of a small talk question, I would say Luxembourg, you know, and move on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but definitely if, more simple. But if there's 20 minutes left, then Valentina can that's, tell that's her the story. Conversation <laughs> yeah. But that's definitely a question I don't like, you know, because it's such a long... I need to explain a lot. Yeah, that's true. I can definitely relate. I mean, I've moved, um, I can't say I moved to as many countries as you guys, and I don't speak as many languages, because the countries I did move to actually um, spoke English very well. Yeah. But I've moved a lot as well, so it's difficult for me to say where I'm from. Yeah. But I'd say that I'm American because I speak um, English at home, and I kind of, I think I spent most of the, or most of the years in, uh, in America compared to the other countries. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, I guess that's for me. But it must be a bit more complicated for you, Valentina. So. I think it would have been really nice. There was an attempt to, um, to develop a language, a European language for everyone the same. How was it called? Do you remember? I think um, So there was an attempt to have one language for all the European countries to speak. Or even a worldwide it's a mix but it failed so i think that would have oh. been a great thing if we if europe would speak one language you know it would yeah, make yeah. it no. easier for communication for people to communicate with each other because mm, somehow when like people, us yeah when people now ask us certainly when we started to hit the road and have like not really a home mm. and people would ask like where are you from then we would actually answer we're from europe <laughs> because <laughs> You well, know, that's that's we, we have an international European background. We, I lived in three different European countries. I mean, really lived. And I think you at least two, right? Or even four European countries. So... I mean, that makes things yeah, simpler. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then people are a little bit strange. Like, what do you mean you were from Europe? Europe it's, is it's not like, a country. <laughs> that's what we get as answer. Europe is not a country. <laughs> it's true. So I guess, like, you'd say, oh, well, that's the continent where I'm from. I mean, yeah. I'm from yeah. there, basically. So, because you said you don't really, um, if somebody asks you where you think home is, like, where do you feel most at home? Like where your family is, or where your extended family is, or where would it be for you? Wow, that's a difficult question. So um, for me, so. for me, definitely Luxembourg, because I, I, I like this inclusion, you know, of this country. Although we are actually foreigners here, we are not uh, born in Luxembourg, raised in Luxembourg we feel here home mm -hmm. because we don't feel here different. Yeah, you don't feel like foreigners, you feel no, like you've No, we feel, home. yes, yeah, it's but, this inclusion of the country and... But you have to know that since we met, um, I think we spent like 80% of the life together in Luxembourg. We first lived oh, a few what? years in Vienna and, and now we're like nine, nine or years. ten, nine years yeah. we live in Luxembourg. So, and this is interesting because even Luxembourgish people tell us like, oh, so you're a typical real Luxembourgish family, <laughs> right? However, we don't have any... Uh, no passport, we were not born here, yeah, or you so know... We, we don't no, have the, the real roots in Luxembourg, we don't have them here, but... It's kind of, we moved in almost 10 years ago and we got kind of integrated and we speak at least French and German, which are two of the official languages mm -hmm. here. Yeah, that's so, true. so it's appreciated, let's say. So, yeah, and that that's... definitely helps you into the environment a lot and more when yeah. you speak. I think like, if we would need to pick one country, then it would be Luxembourg. Yeah. But 
you know, in general, we feel we feel European. Yes. Mm -hmm. I see that. Yeah, and that definitely, actually, it makes sense uh, for me. And that's um, yeah. Thank you for your answer. And but just for for all of the traveling that you go to, is it difficult to adapt to all of the cultures you're exposed to in in your travels? I remember that it was um, kind of like if you say about the adapt when we took the ferry from Corsica, which is France, to Sardinia, which is Italy. It was definitely kind of this slight culture shock oh, because yeah. of the language, yes. because of you know the people, people yeah. and. So that was on the beginning um, something, but we welcomed it. Uh, you yeah. know, it was nice to experience that. Yeah, it's true because we started our trip in France and then in the French speaking areas. And as we both speak French and it's, as French is a language here in Luxembourg, we didn't really feel on holidays or like far away from home because oh, it's yeah, still the same true. language. And then we took the ferry to Sardinia and suddenly no one spoke French and everyone spoke Italian. Oh, and yeah. the first days <laughs> we were looking for words and <laughs> trying so to express yeah. ourselves. And this is when I really felt like that's the beginning of our trip because now we cannot just communicate like this with all the other people. You really have to adapt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's true, we would embrace it. Yeah, we would embrace it. But because I think that nowadays it's really important to be exposed or to to be culture sensitive because in work you work a lot with different cultures yes, maybe exactly. not in the office but on the phone you know your technical in support might be sitting in in Mauritius or in India or somewhere you know and um, as you're communicating with people it's not just the words that you're saying but you have to connect yeah, I know how you say it. and the culture influences this connection so you kind of need to be culture sensitive, you know, mm -hmm. and like have a the correct mindset to communicate with exactly, everyone, yes. even if they're from a different culture. It's for instance now what we we are work, working with brands, and our partner is Italian. So that I mean the culture, you know, Italian culture or me, I might have a lot more the German culture, you know, mm -hmm. it influences, and you need to adapt, you know, so that that you can smoothly work right right because everyone brings this cultural aspects into it you know maybe the stereotypes the cultural stereotypes you know right and like like nicholas was saying earlier with the um the you can't have a mindset where it's just not it where it's just we like you have to be open to new people yeah. and yeah. Um, you exactly. have to be open to their cultures and how they think so mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah. totally true and with all of the travels that you've been on also, what are some of your most memorable experiences or some of your favorite experiences that you, that you can remember? For me, for sure, it's on the island of Sardinia. There is a city, it's called Alghero. And in front of Alghero, there's like a, a, a how do you say it in English, a cap or a cape, like, like big rocks coming out of oh, the yeah, sea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called uh, Capo Caccia in, um, in Italian. And we drove cliff. there. A, a cliff. Yeah, cliffs probably. Cliff, exactly. Yeah. And it was just so impressive because we drove by camper van just before sunset on these cliffs. And we got out there and there were like maybe three, four more rocks to climb. And then we were standing on top of the cliff. We Whoa. had the, the sea going down, like maybe 300 meters down. We saw the waves smashing into that the... That must have been breathtaking. And wow. the most beautiful part, at the same time, the sun was going down. 
just oh, so you got in to see the, the sunset city. Too. It was oh. just crazy. It was so beautiful. And as we were with the camper van, we decided to spend the night there. So we basically slept on the cliff, right? Completely wow, alone. Wow, that is so cool. And I remember just before I went to sleep around midnight, I decided to leave the camper van and to walk on these, uh, on these rocks again. And it was kind of full moon, it was almost full moon. So you had a very bright view actually because of the moonlight. There was mm -hmm. no um, civilization or, around. Yeah. So there was no light pollution. So it was just the moon, the stars. You had the sea wow. and I was sitting there, I think, gazing at the ocean for at least half an hour and I couldn't That's stop. Amazing. I couldn't stop watching. This is one of the most powerful and magical moments I had in the last year. Yeah, I love that. That's amazing. So for me, um, it was before uh, our time with tourists with kids. We were traveling a lot and I was studying in Asia. I was studying in, in Indonesia and Vietnam. And Nicholas came to visit me and we went to Cambodia and I remember that evening when we were in Phnom Penh and we just kind of run into the monks the and they invited us to their temple to just have a chat and to show us around and we were curious and I just remember this evening when we would communicate with, some, with this broken English and the conversations that we had as I was maybe 20 and you were 23, yeah. that was so enriching. Yeah, that must have been such a, um, like such a cool cultural that experience. Was, yeah. That was amazing, yes. I mean, first of all, you have this spiritual aspect from the monks, but also from the locals, you know? Oh, yeah, I see, I see. How they experience... You are, you are in, a, in a place of the locals. The Cambodian, you know, what they do, as what the Cambodian do, what the Cambodian like, how they're raised, and it's, it's just really interesting and it makes you appreciate a lot of things. I think once you are walking out of your own culture, it kind of puts things that you have taken for granted into perspective. Right, and it makes you more appreciative of it. Absolutely, yeah, yes. Sure. Yeah, that's so true. Well, thank you for those stories. It sounds amazing. And what kind of, when you are going to and traveling to a new place, what kind of things do you like seeing or doing the most? I'm always looking forward to go to the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> because in every country has like completely different products and completely that's, different uh, yeah, things. I've, I've and and I know every time we go into a new country, that the bill of the supermarket visit is oh. so high because we just see so many new things and we want to buy them yeah, all and try them, them all. Yeah. <laughs> Food is like uh, as, big of an, uh, as big of an aspect of like a culture as much as language. Yeah, exactly. So Food is really a part of the culture. So we try to integrate very well by eating the local dishes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's a great point. And what about you, Valentina? What's I also favorite? love to get, uh, you know, into the locals. So if we would, we would, we don't like to go to the typical tourist restaurants or to typical tourist places, but rather go where the locals go. Yes, yeah. I see. Because then you can really feel the atmosphere, the culture, their spirit, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's not as much of like a tourist trap at all. It, mm -hmm. And you, you feel more um, invested in the in the country and. Yeah. and what they do you yeah, can better yeah. connect and what we like to do is to go for some sport activities like for instance we went to Italy and you, you I was pregnant by that time but you went with the kids rafting mm -hmm. and oh, you okay. have a team you know 
and you were foreigners you didn't speak any Italian but it didn't matter you know if you're mm-hmm. doing sports together and you're a it's team it's just about having fun it's know? just yeah. about you know this connection it doesn't matter where you come from or yeah. what, you know and that's great yeah I agree that's so cool and so about um, I've heard so many great things already but what are like some of your other favorite things about the life you live what are your most favorite things about um, being a full-time travel family? For me, it's actually that you wake up in the morning and you don't know where you will be at noon. Because... <laughs> yeah, so you, you need to be <laughs> dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be able to deal with it. But we don't like to plan in advance, right? So you have people that say we travel and we booked all our hotels, uh, all of our hotels for the coming three months so we know our itinerary. Well, we don't know anything. So we just leave and basically in the morning or the evening before we check like, okay, where are we? What's near? What's interesting? What can we do? How will the weather be? And then we just make decisions on a feeling, right? Like maybe it's good to go to the beach today or there's a Going with the flow. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And just live the day, you know, day by day. Being in the presence. Yeah. 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 I think that this being in the presence and also uh, this spontaneous itinerary has given us, us the possibility to be flexible, you know, because there are things that come uh, on the road or activities that we didn't think about or that we were not aware. And then, or we get an invitation, for instance, from someone to join somewhere. And it gives us this flexibility to... Oh yeah, you don't say like, better, oh, I already yes. have a plan, sorry. Or you discover yeah. some beautiful place and then you can stay there longer, exactly. you know. Or you disc- or someone recommends you to go somewhere and you will go to this place yeah, that's so true. and you can experience that's... much more than you would have planned for yourself. Yeah, and you also don't have to worry about future like be time managed like oh we have to leave now. Come yeah. on, yeah, let's exactly. Go. It's just the freedom to if if you like it somewhere you can stay. If you dislike it somewhere you just go. Right. And and I remember once we woke up uh, and it was raining. And we checked the, um, the, the weather services, right? And, yeah, I, the, and, and we saw that 100 kilometers further, the sun was shining, no <laughs> rain. And so we decided to drive up um, to that place. And we really had a beautiful afternoon in the sunshine. And we saw the clouds in the back. And oh, we knew yeah, like, this so is cute. where we come from. It's raining there. And we just have sunshine here. That's great. Yeah, I, I totally agree because... Sometimes you also create um, plans and sometimes the weather kind of ruins them. Uh, one day yeah. you, you plan to go to a beach and that's the only day that it works, but then it's raining or it's cold the entire day yeah. and you're just like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's great. And so with the, all of your children joining on these travels, uh, what do you think is the best thing about parenting them and parenting third culture kids and being open to so many new environments? What would you say? <laughs> So we don't consider ourselves as perfect parents, that for sure. What I like, you know, is um, what I really appreciate is when I see that the children accept people no matter where they come from or which language they speak or how old they are or which Mm -hmm. position they have. And that's something... um, that they strongly learn on the travels because they learn that you know the difference is not something that separates us the difference is not something strange 
you know the it's difference is something unique you know yeah mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not there is no hierarchy between you know like there is no these feelings like nicholas has described of us and them you know mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just us because like it's we're all us all together all but us exactly one with this characteristic the other with that characteristics but we are all us you know right yeah, I, you have yeah, to, totally you have to embrace everyone's uniqueness and you know uniqueness also means that I was born here but you were born maybe on the other side of the world and I come maybe from a super rich family and you had less chances right so it's it's just everyone's unique and and we teach we try to teach our kids to embrace these differences and to just treat everyone on an equal basis exactly and of course this is easier when you're traveling you know because or because you're exposed to different yeah, cultures exactly, yeah. that is so true yeah i completely agree and that's like great um because that's going to help your kids for the rest of their lives for sure well we hope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um for but this lifestyle it sounds amazing but would you recommend it to other families that are thinking of maybe doing the same thing well, I think you have to give up a lot of your comfort, right? Um, so not only comfort, I mean, okay, we don't have the big couch in the camper van. Course, we don't yeah, have the, yeah. the super big uh, television screen, you know, but these are luxury problems. But we don't even, we're not able to take a shower, for instance, every day or, mm-hmm. you know, we have to see how much water is left if we can tank some water somewhere in mm-hmm. near, right? Um, and also with a toilet, right? With electricity, some. I mean, we have a toilet inside, of course, but it's it's just a small thing, and it might get filled quicker than we yeah. thought, right? So <laughs> it, it's all these kind of things that you, you don't have to think about it when you live in a proper house. Um, it's just discomfort that 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 you have to count with, right? Mm. Um, but I would say also, you know. Uh, what I would recommend to people is to live uh, in line with their passion. For us, right. our passion was traveling, but for someone else, it might be something else. So I don't think that uh, for us it feels great in the moment. You know, we f- we feel on our path, we feel alignment. But I don't think that it's something that is a universal truth for everyone, you know. Yeah. We, were, we were already, like I was, a, I am the third uh, culture kid. And I was studying in different countries. So we had this traveling always with us, you know. So for right, us, yeah. it feels right, you know. For us, I would recommend it for us. But I would not dare to recommend it for someone else, you know. Mm-hmm. It's tourists with kids. It's also an invitation for someone who would like to travel more, but might, you know, can travel through our eyes or if they want to travel themselves, they can see how we practically do it, you know, but it's not a, something that we um, dictate someone. Yeah, you yeah. See? I, I, yeah, I completely understand. So, well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of your um, ideas and stuff. Thank you and uh just thank you uh, yeah of course and just my one of my last questions is what are you planning to do next because i know you've been on a little break right now but i'm sure you're going to go right back to traveling soon right exactly so like i said before we're all <laughs> impatiently you're waiting <laughs> yeah. so we 
we're heading uh, to Greece. Um, so Greece, to Greece, yeah. So actually, I'm going no next week. After next week, I'm going alone with a camper van. I drive it down to Greece. I fly back to Luxembourg. I pick up the family, and we're flying all back. It's just to avoid the kids to be, to be like twenty four hours oh, driving nonstop. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yes, so, I can I can understand. <laughs> so it would be three days of eight, nine hours driving, which is impossible oh. with the small kids. No. So no. I'll I'll do it on my own and I'll just pick them up by airplane. And, oh, okay. Um, it's it's just a two and a half hours flight. This we will manage. <laughs> oh yeah, that's way better than driving for that long. <laughs> and so yeah, so in January we are going back on the road and um, we will be back in our with our travel content. And also, we have some good resolutions for the new year. Okay, which one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want? Well, we are still working on that, but we would like to bring out um, a magazine about our travels. Wow, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> about the countries we visit, and also with practical tips in it, you know, for parenting, for traveling with children, which places to visit, how. Mm -hmm how to and such things yeah. yeah well i'm super excited to see everything you guys are going to do next and so where can people see your accounts toys with kids so we have a instagram channel we have a facebook channel tourists with kids and we also run a youtube uh, weekly youtube videos great okay i'm i'm going to be sure to put tourists with kids on the on the information of the episode so people can see thank, it. You, very thank much. you very much yeah of course and i just want to say thank you so much for letting me talk with you guys it was so interesting and informative to hear all about your life so thank you so much for thank your you for having welcome. us and thank, thank you for your time much. thank you very much so good thank luck you. on your next travel thank, thank you very much, much. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for listening to the end of my fourth episode. There are more episodes coming in 2020, so keep listening and please add notifications for Diary of a Third Culture Kid to be notified immediately when an episode comes out. As your host, I would love to hear recommendations for anything such as topics to talk about or things you'd like to know about me. You can contact me at tckpodcast at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please leave a five-star review below or send it to your friends so they can listen to it wherever they get their podcasts. Thank you for being patient listening. Remember, you can follow Valentina and Nicholas on Instagram at Tourists with Kids and on Facebook and YouTube. See you soon.